cavern is dark and dank. The sounds of dripping water can be heard echoing through the cavern as you... I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, um, me too. It's damn water sound. Yeah, you're right. I got next. It's Dungeons Part 1, Building a Better Dungeon, this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Master's Dojo podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your Dungeon Masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Hey, but where's Scott go? He's still in the corner peeing away. Well, we're waiting for him to get back. Old bladder, large prostate. <laughs> <laughs> Our prostate is fine. And Lou, you gotta give you gotta write me a scroll on that summon laboratory spell. Holy crap, that's awesome. <laughs> we'll, we'll get that done. <laughs> I need that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, dungeons. Everyone loves dungeons. Yeah, but you know what else everybody loves? Do tell. Giveaways of epic proportions. Oh, I got something to say about that. I'm sure you do. We are continuing to hold our giveaway of epic proportions. Everything you need to get started running games. Four dice trays. Twelve complete sets of dice. Four traditional Crown Royal bags. The D&D Essentials Kit. The D&D Starters Kit. Horde of the Dragon Queen D&D Adventure. The Young Adventurers Collection. Nerdarchy's Out-of-the-Box Encounters. Brass and Steel Steampunk Tabletop RPG. OSR Greats The Rad Hack. Into the Odd and White Box Fantastic Medieval Adventures game. But that's not all. The Curse of Strahd Revamped is included as well. This complete list goes to one lucky winner in the U.S. We realize we may have asked a lot of you initially, so here's the new and improved way to enter the epic giveaway. Simply leave us a message at thedungeonmastersdojo.com. You'll automatically be entered into the giveaway for a chance to win. After we receive 500 messages, we draw one lucky winner. We'll see you next time in the dojo. <laughs> that is one hell of a giveaway. It sure is. Enter. Enter now. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're giving it away. Like for free and everything. For free, yeah. <laughs> Shipping so, included. So yeah, should why, be included. Why, <laughs> why would you not? Lou will spend all kinds of different ways to spend my money. Yeah. That's, uh... <sighs> is your mic in the right spot now? I think it is. We're off to a little bumpy start. It's today. early but in the morning. I, I, we don't usually record is. in the morning. We normally record in the evenings. And, yeah. Uh, this time we're, 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 we're starting to crack dawn. Yeah, Bill hasn't even had his Jello yet. I t- Tapioca. I, I don't do Jello. It's just... Jello is gross. It's it's made of cow feet. Yeah, when you put it that way, it's made of cow feet. 
gelatin. It's ground up cow hooves. We got to do that thing, you know, when when we feed Bill his tapioca, where you like make sure you get the spoon up on under the lip and everything. To- Eat your num nums. Is the bib absolutely necessary? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Actually, it should be more like a tarp. <laughs> Drop cloth. So, building a better dungeon. Building a... Yeah. Um, dungeons are a staple in Dungeons and Dragons. It's in the name. It is in the name. <laughs> uh, it's been in the name for many years. But what is, what is a dungeon? Right? What is a dungeon... In D&D terms, because a dungeon in D&D terms is a lot different than a dungeon in... Adult terms? In, you had to go there. It, well, one of us was going to, so... <laughs> it was only a matter of time. <laughs> yes. And uh, in definition is what I was I was uh, going to... Oh, you had that say. look, so I was like, oh, he's probably going to say adult terms. I, no, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't. I'm, I'm not even going to ask. I'm Good. A, Don't. I'm... I'm afraid of <laughs> what the answer would be. So let's define a dungeon in D&D terms. And then I, later, if we I, have time, I'm Luke sure in one of the books that there's actually a, an explanation of what a dungeon is. I just don't know what it is, what they wrote. I know what my interpretation of a dungeon is. Yeah. What is it? Um, any structure or uh, natural formation that, will pose hindrances as well as obstacles and places where um, opponents can hide. Right, so catacombs. Catacombs, um, hedgerows. Hedgerows, yeah, I like would a treat, maze. Like a maze I would treat as a dungeon. It's outside, but I treat it as a dungeon because the only thing you're missing really is a roof. Yeah, a creepy old mansion maybe. Is a dungeon, uh, a cemetery with large you know, mausoleums. Yes, uh, you're outside, that's but there's there's structures. Yep. I treat that as a dungeon, and that's how I go about with my definition. It does not necessarily have to be underground, and more often than not, is isn't. Right. Um, of course, those are those are great. You know, hidden underground cities, old dwarven cities, that sort of thing. Buried post-apocalyptic cities. Yeah, dungeon. a battle for the Planet of the Apes. Yep. But it doesn't have to be that, and I think that's. Right. That's one of those really important things. Uh, you mentioned structures, so uh, structure, anything, and there you go, an old castle. You can have one room, and it could be, could be considered a dungeon. Yeah, one room, an escape room, is a dungeon. A, an escape room is a perfect, perfect example of of a dungeon. And so now you know what a dungeon is, right? So expand it. Think out of the think out of the box, right? Think you, out of the four walls, stone walls, and and fifteen foot high stone ceiling. Uh, yeah, a dungeon is any structure or obstacle. So the idea is building a better dungeon, right? Dungeons, the dungeon crawl can be excruciatingly boring. If yeah. If not handled, handled right. We're going to walk down the steps. We're going to walk down the hallway. Who's oh, another hallway. Oh, yep. left or right. Yep. And, and that, that could be, that could be bland. Right, some of some of Correct. the most fun I've had running and playing games have been in, in like the hex crawls, the overland adventures, with the occasional, the occasional dungeon dive. But you can have a really really good time with a dungeon if you build your dungeon well. Mm-hmm. 
So one of the big things is, I think, making your dungeon a sandbox. Dungeons are safe for sandboxes because oh, yeah. there's there's rails already built in, right? There's walls. It could be it could be the the walls of the hedgerow. It could be the walls of the mansion. It could be the cave walls for if you're dealing with catacombs. So the rails are already built in, mm-hmm. so no one will fall out of the playpen, right? <laughs> but you can open it up and make it make it a sandbox. Understand that your players may not go into every one of the rooms there. Yeah, they might just go. No, we're going to continue taking rights. Yeah, and that's there's a lot of stuff on the left, fine. but that's but we're going to continue to take a right until we can't take rights anymore. Then you turn around and you continue taking rights, which eventually become all your lefts. I'm. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm running through it in my mind. Okay. I was too. <laughs> well, they're still rights, but they, they used to be the lefts. Right. Who's on first? Right? That's where this is going. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens Only when you some, do in the morning. I had a lot of coffee, man. My, my race is my, my racing. <laughs> some people will understand the reference. Other people will be like, what is that? What the hell is that, that old bastard talking about? Yep. He's crazy. So sandboxes uh, are are perfect for dungeons, especially for a new dungeon master. When maybe not so great for a new dungeon master if you run a sandbox on a on a hex crawl because now they have the whole world as their playground and they can run amok. It's better to run amok yeah. within the confines of the, the walls of the dungeon. So yeah, you're running amok has a lot less amok. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, and, even in your dungeons, you have all the elements of the outside world too still... Very often, uh, yes. at, your, at your fingertips, you you can have underground caverns that have a, a artificial light and you know that simulate the sun and the moon. Yep. So you can have outdoor quote unquote adventures underground, uh, especially when you're dealing with large cities. You know, it depends on the yeah. scale of what you're doing. You could have mushroom uh, forests. Mushroom forest. You can have portals that jump from one part of the dungeon to another, and in between is is these little uh, demi planes. Well, which is something like what I what I'm yes, doing. Yes, that's in exactly what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. so you're jumping from demi plane to demi plane. It's a dungeon crawl. Now, granted, this particular part of the dungeon looks like an entire countryside. Yep. But you're essentially in a dungeon crawl, uh, or a dungeon. I shouldn't say dungeon crawl. You're in a dungeon, and you're getting from one doorway to the next. And how expansive things are between the two doors is up to the game master. So that and that that's a very simple way. You, like I say, what you're doing. It's a really big sandbox, but yeah. it's a still a sandbox. Yep, and you can also, you know, you could put the the players under a lot of stress, like I did with the sand clocks. Yep, in the, in the one room that it, it just everybody was trying to figure something out, and everybody started giving the wrong answers. And all I did was just add more sand clocks. They didn't do nothing, but the guys thought time was of the essence, and they the answers that were coming were wrong. Every every time they did that, another sand clock came out, turned upside down, and sand started pouring. They were like, "Oh my god, we got to hurry up." Yeah, and all it did nothing but just add drama and suspense, and, and that's what it, it was did for. Nothing else. Yep, did nothing else. And that was that was actually a beautiful move. I, I like that. I was, I kind of half figured that one out, so I just sat down and kept my mouth shut because I didn't want to ruin it for you. Because you you were grinning like a freaking Cheshire cat yep. over there, and that that's a nice segue into our next topic, right? Yep. You want to promote a sense of unease, and when you are in a confined space, it's a lot different than when you're out doors you know and you have the the sky and the sun and the mm-hmm. moon and the stars places to hide and run places to, to hide yep. there's a familiarity with being you know out outdoors 
when you're in a dungeon, regardless of what kind of dungeon it is, maybe, maybe you're in the maze, right? But um, you can't see what's on the other side of the hedgerow. Yep. You can see the sky, you can't reach it, but you can't see what's on the other side of, of the hedgerow. Or if you're underground, you know, you want you want to really get into the description to promote that sense of unease. You maybe want some dripping water sounds. Not not too much in the background if you have a table of middle-aged men like we do. That could be bad. <laughs> Unless Lou passes on that scroll to everybody. I will uh, get that created for you, Bill. Why, thank you. The sense of confinement with the stone walls or or whatever walls are there. Um, well, that, that's the perfect, the perfect sentence right there. Sense of confinement. Yes. Restrictions. Yep. Yeah. They, they, I can't go right. There is no right. I can only go left. I can only go straight. And you're not really railroading them. I was about which to is say. a beautiful way to railroad your, your, your characters. It's the you, only time you really can. Well, you, you almost have to. Yes. But, and if you need to give them something, just switch the contents of one room for the next. Yes. So a dungeon's the perfect place to railroad, but not railroad. And get something done. But yeah, it, it all boils down to, like Scott said, the sense of confinement. And that's, I think, where the unease and the the potential for drama, what's around the next corner? Because you can't see around the next corner. Yeah, you might be able to hear some sounds, but what are those sounds? What are, what do they, you know, what do they mean? Is this, um, is, is the, 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 the creaking, the timbers holding the old mine up, or is the shuffling sound some sort of creature? Soft tapping. Sounds like a metal right. on wood. What could that possibly be? Exactly. And then to go along with um, a sound, it's sight, just seeing shadows move across mm-hmm. your, your yep. vision. And then smell. Yep. What do we smell? It, it, it's you, know, you smell humidity. You smell water. All right. Is it because it's damp? Is there actually water? Do I hear running water? Is, is it just from the dripping? Or is there something really, really big drooling a lot around the corner? Yeah. And understand, like, I mean, sight is really important, especially in something underground or in something above ground where there's no no light source, mm-hmm. right? You can either light a torch. Even if, you, even if you have the ability to see in darkness, it's not, it's not like you're, you're seeing the world in the middle of the day. Oh, no, it's... Shades of gray, yeah. dark gray at that. So it's not it's not great. So there's there's that restriction in sight. You know, how far can my sight go? Well, with this torch, it could go X number of feet. But I don't know what is beyond that light. Uh, the joy of fog of war. Yeah. And that's where it really comes into play. Yeah, and it's build build that sense of unease and continue to build on it. Don't forget about it. Yep. Right, you want to remind them that this is what is, what is what they're experiencing. What's what's going on? I think one of the things I don't know if you've ever watched something and felt like really uncomfortable, even though you weren't there. Maybe it was on the TV, but every time I see like spelunkers or or underwater cave divers. I immediately start getting anxious watching these <laughs> yeah. guys squeeze through these small crevices. Your party may have to do that. They may have to take their backpacks off and drag them behind them with a rope to get through these really small spaces. So you want to build on that sense of, of confinement in that tight, tight space where maybe your your human-sized party members are having a great deal of difficulty or... 
they can't get through all together. So you have to send your gnome or your halfling through to check out what's on the other side. Yep. And then maybe they run into a problem, but the rest of the party can't help them. So they're on the other side hearing all of this, ah, you know, yeah. helped. And, and as one's trying to squeeze his way back through, the other one's trying to fend it off. And it's, yeah. hurry, hurry. Uh, yeah. It's, and we just got, uh, we, what was it? Uh, we don't know. But it was a really big shadow and a lot of noises, and it sounded like gnashing teeth. And it could have been just a small animal chewing on a bone around the corner, and it was echoing. But these guys freaked out because of it. Or but even, they don't know that. Yeah, they, they think there was some big bad monster around the corner, and it's like run uh, because it it scared them. Yeah, or even you don't even have to go that small if you're depending on the the size of your party, and I mean the characters. Yeah, like on that Wednesday night game, pretty much everybody's normal human size except for Marcus's character, who's a Goliath. Yeah. And when we had to go through a hallway, it was a three-foot opening. He had to go sideways. He had to go sideways and crawl through. Yeah, so he was like, if something happens, I'm done, because right. it was going upwards. So, you know, it's not just about, you know, getting stuck somewhere. You know, now they got to traverse, like Scott said, if there was only halflings. But in this case, it was the whole party could get through, but one guy slowed everybody down so much. Well, that, and he was also wondering, these doors keep magically closing behind us. What if it closes and I'm not through? Yeah. Yeah, am I going to be magically cut in half? There was that. Yep. So, this, and again, that the, the unease, the tension that you know, and once it was mentioned across the table, you know, I think it, it glossed over because we kind of realized it didn't happen before. The doors didn't magically close until everyone was completely in the room. Right. But if an incident happened earlier that it where it was close, I think the drama and the tension level would have come way up on that particular instance. True. And this is a good opportunity to get yourself acquainted with some of those horror movies that take place in caves and caverns and see how they build on that sense yeah. of tension and well, unease. And anything with a haunted house. If you got a yeah. three stories or more in a house with old drapes, you know, because that's, that's perfect. Cause you're going from level to level, room to room, around corners, all those, you know, Friday the 13th and, uh, Nightmare and Elm Street, and because those are a lot of those those horror scenes take place in the buildings. Yep. Just replace the wooden walls with stone, and boom, there you yep. go, stereotypical dungeon. Or even stuff like from Indiana Jones. Yes. Or even yep. sci-fi, you know, some from like because Andrew only got this part where I used one of the something from Stargate and one of the traps. So from sci-fi will also work. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't truly appreciate the need to develop and promote a sense of unease amongst my players in a, in a dungeon until I, I took a vacation to Nova Scotia and we did a mine tour and the height of the mines ceiling was about, about five, five feet. <laughs> I can see how that could yep. be a problem for you. So I was like, there's like uh, almost a foot and a half extra of me <laughs> to, to contend with. And so I was constantly dragging the top of my back across the roof of this coal mine and was hunched over and miserable and extremely uncomfortable. And I was like, this is, I am in a dungeon. And my adventuring party is all hobbits. <laughs> and, and I'm the Goliath. Uh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah, what Marcus there, thought. There you go. That would, that would, 
Perfect. Absolutely. Real life analogies. Yay. Yeah, it was dreadful. And I can't imagine doing that kind of a job. Um, it was just awful. But on regular and on purpose. I f- yeah, I, f- I, felt, uh, I felt a definite sense of unease um, and confinement. And, and claustrophobia is one of the yes. most common yes. phobias out there. So, I mean, if, you, if it doesn't bother you, you know, those are your spelunkers. Yeah. yeah, it really doesn't bother them. The sense of of n- not knowing what's on the other side and the sense of danger in water and stuff that is a whole you know that's different. Uh, the, the realism the realism of spelunking is you could get hurt, injured, or killed because you don't yep. know what's on the other side. You're ser- searching things out, and something bad could happen, and often, unfortunately, does. That's where the e- unease comes from, not from the claustrophobia, but that is a few people that have either embraced the fact they know about it or it just doesn't bother them. But for most people. A sense of claustrophobia, you know. Think of the stuck elevator. Yeah. Uh, yep. Gi. There's a number of instances. You know, the, you go into a closet and the door closes behind you and you, you can't find the handle. And for that that fleeting moment, I, I'm in, I'm in a closet. There's a handle right here. But for a fleeting moment, you're fumbling around for it and you can't find it. And the immediate elevation of of anxiety, just for that moment. Now imagine that being there for an hour constantly consistently and and ramping up the more you're going through a dungeon or a mine hunched over not knowing what's over around the corner because unlike your tour when you're on a dungeon there might actually be something bad on the others you know around the corner or just over the rise so yeah play it up Descri- stick with it describe it but don't overdo it too much of a good thing right exactly right wait for a pause you know, let, let the characters do what they're going to do. Let them say what they're going to say. It's there. Now they got to get their their point in. Their, you know, or I'm going to do this because of this. Because they're going to remind each other as they're reacting to the environment. Let them react to the environment. Let them react to each other. But when there's that pause, that's when the game master needs to kind of step it up just a little bit more. Give a little bit more information. Whether it's accurate or not. Well, whether it's the accurate interpretation of the party or not is another matter. You know what you're doing. And why you're putting it there. It's their interpretation. And if you can be vague and make them guess, especially wrong, all the more power. Because that just ramps it up even more. What's one of those things every dungeon should have? A bathroom. A ba- <laughs> and thanks to Lou, they will. There's there's always the wineskin, right? You yeah. can, uh, <laughs> use your wineskin. Use <laughs> Cool traps. Cool traps. Yeah, you got to have traps in a dungeon. Lou mentioned Indiana Jones. Yep. And all I could think of when he said that was him running through that kind of maelstrom of arrows that <laughs> was shooting uh, across the corridor as he's running down there. You got to have some. You got to have some traps. There should be. Well, you're there for a reason, and the reasons usually other information, magic, power, money, and someone doesn't want you to take it. And if you're not there to stop them, you need to put something in place. But traps. keep in mind, the traps need to be have a way to be deactivated. Deactivated. Yes. Or, 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 or circumnavigated. Just, or, yeah, circumnavigated yeah. was the other one. Yeah. And that's why every good adventurer back in the 70s and 80s. Here it comes. Had we had an episode on yep. this. Go had for it. 10-foot pole. pole, baby. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was for. So 
when you've done sacrificing your 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 rogue, yeah, when the rogue dies, yeah, the rogue dies for because he couldn't, you know, failed on a roll. Okay, I guess I'll bring out my ten foot pole that apparently has the same, you know, chances of finding the traps as the poor bastard we just killed. (laughs) I had a I had a rogue die uh, trying to disarm a trap. You know how my dice treat me. Yep. And then I don't know who the asshole was. (laughs) Not me. But they're like, I got a ten foot pole. I'm gonna check. I'm like, you you didn't want to. You didn't want to mention that before I I died on the trap. Oh no! I'd give you a chance for your moment of glory. Yeah, but it was quite a moment. He was sharing the spotlight. As, <laughs> as a matter, yeah. I How nice was, of him to I do think that it was for an you. Incendiary trap. So yes, it was a it was a blaze of glory, if <laughs> if you will. But cool traps. You know, sometimes uh, the traps could be purposefully set. To protect an item, yep. right? As you mentioned, other times the traps could not necessarily be traps, so to say, but maybe you have something where there was a, a magical experiment, there was some residual magical energy that when you come in contact with it would uh, teleport you to another area of the dungeon, uh, cause damage, um, cause some sort of small magical storm to happen inside the, you know, the room, whatever have you. But one of my favorites is a degradation of the environment. Explain. Um, a weakening of the walls of the mine because of just water. Just it's, it's erosion. a natural occursion, uh, occurrence through erosion or wear. Uh, the ropes that are tethering the scaffolding were perfectly fine and worked for decades but now it's been centuries. Yeah, if if you're going into an old place like that, uh-huh. things are going to fall to disrepair, and yep. they're going to essentially become become traps. They're gonna yeah, a, 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 a dangerous simple, circumstance. A, yeah, a, a simple degradation of the environment. Well, and look at it this way: if there's nothing wrong, that means somebody's there. If yep. everything's yeah. in perfect condition, right? Be wary. It, yeah. It was, oh, hey, look! Some of these lashings look like they've been replaced. You know, recently compared to the other ones. Yep. Okay, there's a reason why they're replaced because someone's using it or has recently. So is that is what you're after still there? Yeah, exactly. Or did they add more? Beware of <gasps> clean dungeons. Yep. Yes. Right. A clean dungeon. Clean dungeon is a dangerous a thing. Cube somewhere <laughs> floating around. Those things suck. Watch our or listen to our gelatinous cube episode. Athcoids. Athcoids. And that's not the things that come in little metal tin. I was about to say, Altoids? I got some in a car. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then we move on to the purpose. Why are the adventures in your dungeon? Yeah, there's got to be a reason, right? I I can't tell you. Not not all the time. I mean, sometimes, okay, you all wake up instead of an... (laughs) Because that old trope. Yeah, lazy, lazy Lazy ass storytelling. Okay, you all wake up and you're, and you're in a hedgerow. Or what you think? That's a, uh, you know. But yeah, you you need a purpose. Is yes. it the promise of money and treasure in there? Is it you're being hired to do that? Is it necessity? A loved one needs something, and the only yeah. way to get it is to is through this particular obstacle. Or maybe that creepy abandoned mansion is better shelter than standing under the boughs of a tree while the storm is raging. Yes. Right? Purple so lightning up, could be intimidating. Yes. So you end up in there, but, and, and now you can't get out. Yeah. So you have to explore the place, but whatever the reason is, there should be, there should be a reason. And, Oh God, don't do the, you wake up and find yourself. Yeah. yeah. Or Come on, you, yeah, you're, you're, 
you felt you you were drugged, you fell asleep, and you wake up on a ship, or you wake up, you know, chained uh, in a chain gang. Well, you know, it's like, uh, don't do that. Give them a reason to want to do it. Yeah, take the time to figure it out because that is a major plot point. That's where everything's spinning off of. Incorporate it. Make sure they want to go, or at least have been coerced by some of the other one player characters that want to go and or you can, need to go. Yeah, you can assume that the promise of wealth and treasure is going to be enough for the the party, right? Because they're not holding nine to five jobs. No. They're probably every adventuring party is that person that gets shit canned all the time because they just can't function. Well, in normal society. <laughs> yeah. At the job. They're not, you know, they're going to be like, you know what? Who gives a shit? You know, if I shorted you one cheeseburger, I don't care. You know, you probably only need one anyway. Yeah, they're the just... ones that, you know, they're not good with customer service or anything. <laughs> they're basically, they're hobos that just wander the countryside looking for odd jobs. Yeah, so. the, the hairy oddball. Yeah. Um, no deference to the dwarves, of course. Right. But just, yeah, they, they just don't fit into normal society. Yep. You and don't have any money. Th- this is and this is another avenue. Okay, if everything I do is getting into trouble, then I might as well just go find it and see if I can get something out of it. Right. So that should be plenty, plenty reason to go out and seek your fortune. Well, even if it's just for personal growth. Uh, okay, I've I've learned everything I can learn from this master, but I want to learn more. He became a master for a reason, and I'm nearly as good. But even he has told me. There are other avenues that he is not a master of, but I show the potential. Therefore, I need to find another master. I need to find another reason, another item. Maybe a magic item will unlock stuff. And there's whispers, rumors, a legend of something similar to that. If I can just get some of my friends to come along with me, because I know I can't do this myself. And if I get this thing and I become better, I'm going to bring them along. And hey, all I want is this. Anything else we can find, it's yours. But I want this item. This is why we're going. Are you in? And that that's all it takes. And it's like, okay, fine. Let's go get this item for you. Because we get everything else. Yeah, Goonies. Yeah. Was yep. a dungeon crawl. Yeah, very, and yeah. They, they established the purpose really early on. Very early on, yeah. And and it was it was great. I I've not had enough coffee. Yeah, today, because out of the corner of my uh, lose <laughs> computer went to sleep, and now there's all these these pictures scrolling up on the pot of vision behind Bill. And out of the corner of my eye, <laughs> I saw this woman with a Sasquatch in the background, and it was actually Lou's daughter, and the Sasquatch was a gorilla. They must have been at the, the zoo. Yeah, we were. Yeah, okay. So not enough. Not enough coffee this morning. The brain cells. I was like, "Holy shit!" He got a picture of a Sasquatch. Nope, I wouldn't be sitting here. That, that was that, that was Lou in his fuzzy slippers and his pajamas. As we are wearing his summer sweater. <laughs> but purpose, purpose. You got to have a reason for them to go. Yeah. And there's a ton of them. But don't fall. Like I said we don't fall back on the tropes. There, we just gave you an example, and it was pretty quick and easy. Think it through. Yeah. Pick the backstory of one of your players, even if it was just a sentence, a suggestion. Find something that will draw a character or two in on a personal level and let them convince the others to go along. Sometimes it's like, okay, I'll go. 
And others may actually have to be convinced. Why? I got nothing out of that. There's nothing there for me. And now the party has to convince that other person. There's always that one. There's always that one. Gonna be going to be difficult. I thank don't thank you, Sin and Andrew. Yeah. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're playing D&D. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Not, I don't want to go be an adventurer. It's uh, just go. Yeah. There's a certain cohesiveness with the group. If you can get the group to convince the, the oddball to come along, as opposed to the game master going, oh, you're all there. You all wake up. Now let's talk about the conclusion, shall we? Every good story has to have a conclusion. And that would be? The badass boss fight. You gotta have a badass boss at the end. Something. Something. Even if even if the badass boss is just a big old honking puzzle or the master trap. Yeah. The it, badass boss doesn't have to be something you're combating. Right. And I doesn't. like to do this a lot. I like to do this a lot. I like to put a an, an obstacle that seems insurmountable. Do you remember the, the the cavern with the oddball thing stuck to the the uh wall? And every time you pick something up the piece of stone that was holding it would retract. Yes. And you had to get from one door to the other. And the stuff was just this weird conglomeration of stuff. And they were constantly trying to figure out how to use these things to get from one side to the other. Cause it, the, this, this tunnel that had no bottom, it was about 20 feet across. They had a very small platform. Couldn't get a run and start. Couldn't jump, couldn't fly it. None of the magic would work. And it was just what they had on them. And these obstacles on the wall. And it was like a uh, six-foot piece of wood staff and a three-foot piece of chain and a, a, a one-foot-long giant wedge of wood. And I, I think it was, it was, I have a list somewhere, and I've used it a couple times. And all it was was basically a test of faith because eight feet down, there was a ledge you couldn't see. It was magically hidden. All you do is just lower someone down. You want to walk across and then jump back up. That's all you had to do. But all they, they were concentrating on going up and not down. Because down, you couldn't see the bottom. It was very similar to that that hidden walkway on uh with the Quest of the Holy Grail with yeah. the on in the um Indiana Jones, where it blended into the environment. The last good Indiana Jones yes. movie. Yes. Um but it's very reminiscent sadly. of that. Although I came up with this puzzle long before that, um, it was very reminiscent of that. They had all these things that Basically did nothing, but they tried every combination you could think of. And it, that was one of the big boss fights. And it took them, oh, I've seen half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour of them trying to get through this and all the different divisions and, and, and what do we do? And we'll stack each other up and jump across and, all right, we may sacrifice the guy in the middle, but the guy on both ends will, one will grab the ledge and the other one will be held. The guy in the middle, well, you're going to fall, but don't worry about it. We'll, we'll send money to your family. Um, I've seen all kinds of different things, but that was like the big boss fight at the moment. When they got through, they, they that was the portal to get home. And uh, but it doesn't have to be something big with a sword and flaming and right, absolutely you know, not. You shall yeah. not pass. I mean, those were good too. They were but good too. Don't but limit yourself to to that. I've used the gauntlet before. Yeah, yeah. Where you uh, the parties snatched up the item they went in looking for, and. Then, you know, the walls started closing in, so they had to, you know, they had to make a break for it um, and run through a trapped corridor uh, pursued by either a giant rolling boulder or, <laughs> you know, down to the very end where it's a it's a sheer cliff with water down below. So now they have to they have to either be smashed by the uh, by the boulder, whatever have you, or leap. 
Yep. And hope the boulder, when it comes rolling out, doesn't <laughs> doesn't land on him. Kind of like um, that scene in in The Fugitive, you know, where Tommy Lee oh, Jones is is yep. standing there, and and uh, what's his face? Who was was it? Tom Hanks was Tom Hanks in The Fugitive? Am I thinking? Oh no, one? it was Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Harrison Ford uh, dives out of that big like sewer pipe thing into the water below but it does not but you have to have you have to have a, a boss fight i use air quotes a boss yeah, yeah. fight at the end or else it's it's kind of anticlimactic you know it's it's not what's the point of making it to the end of the dungeon if there's no climax right right there's always for it to be good there's got to be something climactic. well the, the reason why you're there we talked about the purpose yeah um you got when you get to the end. That's usually the most difficult part. Yeah, and and you know too, in the old movies, there would be stuff like, well, Congo, probably Congo is, Congo's an old movie now. I yeah. I, I suppose if you're a young person, but Congo, like uh, uh, the lost city of Zinge, kind of collapsed under this volcanic kind of. Things so that could be your boss fight too. Like just get there, there's relate. your gauntlet. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Just get the get hell out. out. I don't care about the bad guys. They're getting swallowed up by the earth, and so will we if we don't run faster than the guy behind us. And that's dungeons part one, building a better dungeon. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.